Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. We've been talking about marriage and how our marriages need to reflect the very image of God and the relationship of Jesus in the church. But a question, what do you do when you run into some rocky times in your marriage? What do you do when you find out your spouse actually isn't perfect, that they're a human being too, they've got flaws, they've got problems, and maybe they do something that hurts your feelings, maybe they do something that makes you want to withdraw, maybe they, make, maybe they do something that disappoints you. How do you work through this? And I've got some pointers here that I often share with people who are going through serious marriage problems, but these things can help you no matter where you're at, no matter how your marriage is. And I might add, a lot of what we share today will be really good for, for you if you're single, because this just relates to relational, working through any relational difficulty. Now, of course, marriage presents whole new issues because of the degree of intimacy and love and unity and being bound together. It says in Scripture that for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, be joined to his wife, and the two become one flesh. You don't become that with just your buddies. But here you're becoming one flesh, and that this this unity, this openness of opening your spirit and becoming one, and I might add in marriage, the whole concept here is you become one in body, soul, and spirit together. There's a unity that opens yourself up to the other person that allows them into your heart, perhaps in a way you've never allowed or never, uh, never do allow any other person that deep into your soul, into your heart. And when you do that, and they do something that disappoints you or that hurts you, that can be tough. That can be difficult. And it can lead to a downward spiral. You did this to me. I'm going to retaliate. You didn't, you, you were mean to me. I'll be mean to you. You cracked a, you, you said something uh, disparaging about me. I'm going to say something disparaging about you. And it can lead into a downward spiral. Remember, we saw yesterday Satan hates our marriages. And the flesh, if you, if you give in to the flesh and give in to t- the temptations that Satan likes to throw in there, you can get into this downward spiral and it can be really hard, really hard to keep your marriage from just snowballing down the, down the hill and getting out of control and getting to the place where you say you have irreconcilable differences. Let's, let's nip that in the bud before it happens. But what if it's already happening? What if it's already heading there? Some things I'd like to help you with today. Now, one one thing that I is a basic need from Ephesians chapter five. We talked about this yesterday. How we are to exhibit the relationship of Christ in the church, and the husband husband wife relationship is to exhibit the relationship of Christ to his church, as he says in Ephesians five thirty two. This mystery is great. This oneness. This husband, wife, and one is, this mystery is great, but I'm speaking with reference to Christ and the church. Well, what did he said right before that? In verse 22, he'd said, wives, be subject to your husbands as to the Lord. And then he gave uh, some uh, description of what that meant and how that would look. Verse 25, husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church. Then he gives some description of what that would look like. And then he goes on to say that we are one, that husband's wife, it's not about equality and egalitarianism. It's complementarian. We're different roles, equal in value, different roles. We become one. We're not in an equality 
measuring relationship that often turns into competition, but rather we are in a one relationship with one another and we do what it takes each. We don't give it's this. We don't have 50, 50 marriages, folks. We have each of us bring a hundred percent. Each of us say, I'll do all it takes to make this marriage work. Notice what it says though. He doesn't say husbands expect your wife to be subject to you. He says, wives. And when it, and and sometimes I think that when he says wives, that us men ought to just tune out right there. We ought to just say, okay, this, is, this isn't talking to me. This is talking to the women. And so I'm just going to tune out for the next three verses, and I won't even listen to what he's saying to the women. Obviously, we can't do that. Obviously, it's the Word of God. We should read it all. But this is addressed to the wives. And it's very easy for the men to say, yeah, I like those verses. Well, what we ought to focus on is the next down there where it says husbands. And that's where maybe we ought to be paying attention. And maybe the wives ought to tune out for a bit and say, oh, this isn't written to me. This is written to the men. And so I'm going to just stay here on my three verses that God has said to me as a woman. And I'll let the, let the men focus on those six verses that God has given to them as men. Now, I know it doesn't actually work that way. But you see what I'm saying? We often ignore the verse or we minimize the verse that's written to us, our gender, us men, or to the women, and we focus on the verse that's written to the other gender that's written to, in our case, my wife. And I don't think that's how God wants us to do this. We see it. We, we, We begin to develop expectations there of how we'll be treated, and they do as well. And instead of and instead of me saying focusing on God wants me to love my wife, I'm begin to think, oh, hey, pretty cool. God wants her to be submitting to me, subjected to me, and that's where we can and that's where our marriages begin to get off track. We get, begin to get off track. I want to fo- say focus on what you should do. Focus on what you should do, and not what your spouse is expected to do. I found that in marriages, one of the big principles I try and help people realize who have marriage difficulties is to realize that, the, to come to the place of saying, I'm responsible for the success of my marriage. I think 100% of the time I've talked to people about marriage problems. They'll talk for as long as I let them about how, how their spouse has done things wrong, how their spouse is not a good person, how... and on and on and on they go. And rarely do they say, or they might say, yeah, I know I've, I've got my, I, they might say, I know I'm not perfect, but, and then on and on they go about their spouse. And that's a recipe for being staying stuck and never changing. Why? Here's an important point. You can't change someone else. The easiest person to change is yourself. And that's not easy. You can't change someone else. You can change yourself with the grace of God and the help of God. And so instead of saying my marriage is having these problems or my marriage is rocky or my marriage has or failing or whatever may be the case, because of him or because of her, we got to first start by saying, what's my role? I'm responsible. I'm, I'm a married person. This is my marriage. How's it doing? I'm responsible. Now, please don't pendulum swing or get defensive in saying, yeah, but I, I, I know I, you know, obviously sometimes the other person is more at fault. But understand, 
You can change yourself. You can't change the other person. You can focus on yourself. If you want to find solutions in the relationship, you want to find solutions in the marriage, it can't all be about what they have to do. It's got to be start with what you can do. Because if you make your changes, that just might unleash the pressure of God upon the other person, upon your spouse, for them to get serious, for them to be making their changes. They might just be waiting on you and waiting for you to to become serious, and then they might do do that as well. And so point number one, I'm responsible. Stop Stop the finger pointing. It may be true. They may have done some things that are bad and wrong, and maybe you need to forgive them. Yes. And maybe you need to learn how to move on. And maybe maybe this, these are real issues that you need to work through. But if someone comes to you for help, or if you're coming to me right now for help, I'm going to say, take it on your shoulders to make a difference. Take it on your shoulders. Don't sit there waiting for them to be the one to change. You're the one who wants, to, wants a better marriage. You make the difference. Number two, determine to, determine to say this, I'll be the man or the husband or I'll be the woman, the wife, God wants me to be regardless of my spouse's actions. You see, we tend to have uh, in our relationship, I'll treat you well if you treat me well. And if you've got a good marriage, then you can treat your spouse well and they treat you well and you get in this upward spiral of encouragement, of building up one another, of appreciating one another, of loving one another, caring for one another, bringing out the best in one another. And that's what we want to have in a marriage, isn't it? But we can also be in this negative downward spiral. You mistreated me, I'll mistreat you. You disrespected me, I'll disrespect you. You were mean to me, I was mean to you. You, you did this to me, I'll, I'll retaliate. That's the flesh. That's the flesh. That's the sinful nature. It's so easy to do. It's, it's a way we feel like doing, but it's not the right way. What if we, if we and how do you break out of it? You say this, I'm not going to be a good husband because my wife deserves it. She's, she's, not tre- she's treated me in a way that does not deserve it, but rather I'll be the man God wants me to be. I'll be the man I promised God I'd be. I'll be obedient to God and be the man that the scripture tells me I ought to be, regardless of how I'm treated. Women, the same thing. I'm not going to honor him because he's honorable. I'm not going to honor him because he deserves it. He's been mistreating me. He's been dishonorable, but I will do it in obedience to God. And as I obey God, I'll be the woman God wants me to be regardless of how I'm treated. Now, this is not easy, and I don't mean to imply it is. This is really, really difficult because this is someone you've made an agreement with in a marriage. You've you've made vows to one another. How are you going to live together? But if one person isn't holding up their end of the bargain, that does not excuse you not holding up your end of the bargain. Remember, we make our vows to God. When we get married, our vows are made to God. And we want to be the people, a good marriage says, I'll be the man God wants me to be. I'll be the woman God wants me to be. And even if my spouse treats me in a way that does not deserve to be treated well, I still will be faithful to what God wants. This is how you can turn a marriage around. This is how you can prevent the downward spiral of just uh, knocking one another down, tearing one another down, depreciating one another. You turn it around by someone saying, hey, I'm responsible for this marriage. 
I'm going to be the man or I'm going to be the woman God wants me to be. And hopefully, hopefully your repentance and your standing up in time, it's not, be careful because it doesn't happen immediately, but in time will begin to bring about a response, a positive response, and you will turn that around. Now, I'm talking here primarily today about troubled, really troubled marriages, but this can happen in a really good marriage too. We all have rocky times. We all have times where feelings are hurt. We all have times someone's disappointed. We all have times where there's a little bit of a breakdown, communication, and so forth. Don't let it become big. My wife and I, we've had a, a, a practice based on Ephesians 5 where it says, do not let the sun go down your anger. And we've, we've tried as best we can through our 46 years of marriage, and I think that's one of the important principles we follow, is if we have had somewhat of a disagreement or hurt feelings or communications hurting or broken down or whatever, we, 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 we don't sleep on it. We try and get it fixed before we go to bed at night. This is just a good deadline to have, a good deadline. We'll, we'll have a good night's sleep because we are reconciled and we've talked things out, worked things out before we uh, let it get snowball because we didn't deal with it in time. Okay? Hope this is helpful. Satan hates your marriage. He wants to destroy it. God wants it to be a beautiful one. You follow the ways of God, you'll have one. You follow the ways of God and your marriage will be a lot, it'll be a blessing in your life. Amen. Father in heaven, we bless you today and we love you. We thank you. As we saw earlier this week, it's not good for man to be alone. And so you've created this institution of marriage and you've brought men and women together. And I want to thank you for every marriage of people on this live stream. And I want to thank you, Lord, for also for everyone who will be married one day, single people here. And I only pray that our marriages would reflect the relationship of Christ and his church. And I pray there would be a joy and a happiness and a fulfillment and a satisfaction. And I pray, Lord, that for any who are going through rough times, uh, any who are maybe not reconciled right now, any who, who are who feelings are hurt and they, they, uh, or there's division or there's breakdown in communication, whatever may be the case, Lord, I pray that you'd help those marriages to turn around and become all that they ought to be for your glory. Lord, we pray this for you. Help us to be the men and women you want us to be, no matter, no matter our station in life, whether we're married, whether we're single, whether we're unmarried, to be the person you call us to be. Help us, Lord, to move on from our past. Lord, if we've had a bad past, if we've had a marriage that failed, whatever may be the case, help us, Lord, to move on and be the best we can be today for your glory and reflecting the very image of Jesus. We pray for your grace and your help in doing this. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. God's Word's really practical, but it's different than the world. And if you want to be a person who really lives this life of I'll be the man or I'll be the woman God wants me to be, you got to get in the Word of God, probably more than you're doing it. We got to get in the Word of God a lot. That's why we come here every day. If you're new, I hope you'll join us. If you're not new, I hope you'll join us. Make a commitment to be here every single day at, for whether live at 8.30 in the morning or later in the day, you can watch or you can even just listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. Just search for Tom the Preacher. Okay, I hope you like the video. If you're new, subscribe, share with your friends. Let's build our community. God bless you. I love you and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.